elegant posture Got the yellow iguana in the box We're taking chances cause we got to I'm Bango Papa, I could've been a doctor Could've went to NASA, could've skipped grade 6 This should make you want a chain, a brick and a bracelet My ring clinking on the glass as I raise it Clean fingers on the check clinging Ring ringing, your girl is a sex demon Calling me over to extract semen But I'm Jimmy Hat bringing plus I'm free screening Text matches the investors as I leave Neemans Catch them dressing for the weather at the Four Seasons Yeah, yeah, the Vinci collar on the leather and the Porsche Speed Yeah, all my niggas in it together give me more reason Shrimp, crab, I got lobster tail. Laughing at the ops from the hot hotel. You was outside like one time, like you was outside like one time, you wouldn't know. You was outside like one time, you wouldn't know. You was outside like one time, you wouldn't know. You was outside, yeah. One time, like time, like get up off your ass, boy, go see some grass. We only play your song when we need to laugh. It brings us closer together as a brotherhood. When we listen to it and we all say it wasn't good, but that ain't your fault. We show up and show out. We roll up the whole lounge and pull up to the show loud. Boxes on the phones had them scope. In all my old house Thought that I ain't noticed They was lurking But they know now This summer we switching whips Like a season pass Courtesy of Katie Out in Cleveland She the key to bag Picking up body language Is good You can see it fast Looking to the mirror On the ceiling You can see the bath Splishy, splashy Wrists look glassy My bitch lips glossy Your fits look ashy I ain't gonna lie The first half niggas had me <laughs> My brother, Sir Michael Rocks, rocks out. Let's just say, shout out to the cool kids. Shout out to Sir Michael Rocks. Shout out to Chuck English. Hell, shout out to my brother, Chuck Walkie, my actual brother. What up, Chuck? (sighs) He understands. He overstands, actually. As a matter of fact, that there was the Adore Doors. Yeah, I'm saying? Welcome back to another edition of Audio Dope. I am your host, Travanti, a.k.a. Rage Advice on IG and all of the other platforms as well, but you know where I be. I really don't be on any of them, to be honest with you, but IG is the one that you most likely to catch me on, you know what I'm saying? Holler at me in the DMs, audiodopepod at gmail.com, yada da me. Okay, random shit today. Because you guys really, 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 really enjoyed that shit um, that I dropped a few days ago. So I was like, you know what? Leaning in. And so I shall. Okay. Walk with me. Talk with me. Listenership. Hopefully everyone's good wherever they at or wherever they're headed. You feel me? Cool. Felt. Now, reviews of me may include but aren't limited to. And I quote, he says, you know what I'm saying? A lot. But I know what he'd be saying. You know what I'm saying? Now, next. In gaming news. IGN Game Scoop. Shout out to them, by the way. I listen to them. Um, not religiously or ritualistically, but sometimes. Their review of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom has been out for about a week. This is the next installment. You know, the one after Wind Walker or whatever that shit was. When Wind Waker, Windbreaker. Let's just go with Windbreaker for now. And I know that that's dead wrong. 
You can correct me later. In fact, I stand corrected. I know something else. Winter's winds. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. That one. Okay. But this one (laughs) is Tears of the Kingdom. Here is what they essentially, and I paraphrase just to give them uh, their due, but um, essentially, and I quote, slash paraphrase, the creators were like so creative with their like creativity in creating like this creation. Okay, thanks guys. And they get paid paper money for their intricate analyses of, I don't know, Arguably, you know, uh, the follow up to one of the games of our generation and other generations, maybe one of the greatest games of all time. Okay, then next I made a discovery. Okay, I didn't make a discovery per se, but okay, for me, I did. Here it is. All right. People throw around this word quite often and there's a long and a short form of it. The long form of it. I hate saying this word and I don't say it much and that's probably why I don't like it so much. But it's the word cuckold, and the short of it is cuck. Jeez, white people shit. So cuck, come to find out, (laughs) pun intended, motherfuckers, listenership. I'll be here at the Chuckle Hut Juniors all week. Anyways, a cuck is basically a weird referee, the weirdest referee. Of all time. Um, yeah. You know, because essentially, uh, <laughs> a cuck, man. The world's weirdest referee, really. You know, what they call the shots, you know. <laughs> Another pun intended. I'll be here all week, guys. Okay, tip your waiters and waitresses on the way out. Okay. Now, here's another thing. One of the weirdest uh, questions. One of the weirdest questions that I get or have gotten, I'm sure you've been asked this before and you ain't know what to do with this shit either, is what exact time were you born? My response is, I don't fucking know. I, I wasn't, I was there, but I really wasn't there. Like I was like 7% downloaded. You know what I'm saying? I'm still downloading. I ask my mom, I don't care. I'm here now in the present. No, see, no one wants to be present. She wants to go all the way back to your origin story. And I'm like, fam, I was barely even downloaded. Okay. I don't know what time I was born. And I don't see how that matters. Anyways, invest in the power of now. All right. So next, speaking of life, life, life. I was thinking about this. Oh, gosh, no mushrooms were involved at all. This is just how my brain works. It's kind of stuck this way, listenership. So life has had quite the run, you know, if you think about it. If you really think about it, life itself, like the word, like life, life as a concept, has had quite the run. And it's had so many different iterations. You know, like it began as like the gift that we all received and we should all be thankful for. But then life became a board game. One of my favorite board games, by the way. I don't know about you. Curious as to what your favorite board game is. And then life became a cereal. I think approximately zero people fucked with the cereal. Life also became a movie. One of the greatest comedies of all time. I, shout out to my New York cities. Fuck that dude patrolling the gun line, bitch ass. And that warden too. 
But shout out to Ray and Claw's Boom Boom Room as well. High Rome rest until I get to partake in the festivities in such a place. Now, actually, I won't rest until I guess that is everyone's eternal rest as if you. Anyways, then it became a box of chocolates. And then it became a prison sentence. The fuck happened there? Life really gets around. It really gets around. Hey, but such is life. Say love I was driving by uh, this restaurant. It's a very popular restaurant. <laughs> and I just don't understand it. California Pizza Kitchen is the golden corral of pizza places. They put apples on pizzas and salads. Of course they put pineapples and shit on there too. They put entire salads on their pizzas and offer $32 salads as well. It should be California Salad Kitchen, uh, to be honest. Like their pizzas are salad. You want good pizza? Go to a pizza place. California Pizza Kitchen is not one of those places. Here was another thought I had. Now, shifting gears, sliding over to the NBA. (laughs) This one, it seems obvious, but man, what is obvious to me is just not obvious to the majority of, uh, you know. Anyways, the Milwaukee Bucks. If your mascot ain't money, I don't know what the fuck you doing. How is your mascot not money? That don't make no sense. Again, by them ting, and I'll be here at the Chuckle Hut Juniors all week. The source of America's despair, shifting gears dramatically, is uh, I this yeah I was kind of ruminating about this. You can look that up in a Merriam-Webster later. <laughs> the source of America's despair, dude. Our biological and environmental realities were roped off with crime tape in exchange for one carefully crafted by the systems of control that ensure the greatest possible economic impact suiting the machinery that generate our economy. You know what I'm saying? And that machine is powered by batteries, formerly known as citizens, formerly known as people. Understand what component of the machine you are, if any. Enter the Matrix. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Some jokes really do. Listenership, honestly, some jokes really write themselves, man. Really. Like, for instance, this one is regarding to the uh, penal code. And here it goes. What are the odds that battery is a charge? (laughs) Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. Battery is a charge. Of course it is. Of course it is. Oh man, there are jokes in the DNA and the scaffolding of this entire thing. Truly, the green bean juice is truly sopped completely up by the Hawaiian roll, man. Ruining everything. All right. Oh, so this is something interesting. I was on LinkedIn listenership and, uh, here is a quote by Francis Perdo. Shout out to Francis Perdo, who will not hear this because he don't subscribe to this motherfucker. Hey, but he might. Who knows? Anyways, shout out to Francis. This was very insightful. And I'll repeat this. It's relatively short. All right, listen. Employee. This is the employee. The employee makes $60,000 a year. Works hard. Says, I think I deserve a raise at $70,000. Sounds reasonable. Just ten, a 10K bump. The boss says, work on these few things and uh, come back in six months. 
the employee, six months later, produces more results per what the boss recommended. So can we talk about a raise now? My G, says the employee, the boss. Well, right now, you're him and in the hoeing, just not in our budget. Let's try again six months later. Employee, I quit. Fucking quits. The boss, uh, face palm. The job is vacant for two months. Loses $40,000 in new business because, hey, they're one man short or woman. Spends 10K in recruiting fees. That was the 10K the motherfucker asked for in the first place. Places new job hosting at $70,000. That was the motherfucking, pr- that, that was what I was asking for. That was what the employee was asking for. Instead, they spend 10K in recruiting on the off chance that they might get a new prospect. The new job is for 70K. What their thoroughly vetted, tried and true employee of the month asked for. But then that person isn't ready to hit the ground running. They spend three weeks on training this motherfucker. The moral of the story. We don't have to wait until employees quit to finally make a change. It's a cheaper move to promote current employees. Then interview, hire, and train new ones. Durr, start promoting and promote from within. So your HR people listening to the show around the globe, please take this to heart. Don't be a fucking dweeb, yo. Use your noodle, okay? Okay. All right, man. I had a uh, conversation with a buddy of mine. He was uh, quite stressed. And uh, so in the entertainment industry, there is a writer strike, as you probably don't know, unless you are adjacent or in it or whatever. Nationally, this made national news. So some people who cared noticed or skimmed. Yeah, so there's marching all over the streets and all that shit right now. Have nothing to do. They're just all, you know, at cafes and sitting on beanbag chairs and whatnot, playing video games at this point. But that's all they have to do right now because they put all of their eggs in one basket. And uh, they've been led to believe that this is the only uh, means of recourse, even though their skills are pretty uh, applicable to other fields. But, uh, hey, not when you're that zoomed into the world map and you don't see that there's an entire world of possibilities. Correct? Yes, I understand. So. Doing what you want to do takes courage. Takes balls. Cajones. You know what I'm saying? Huevos, if you will. And a life of your own design is a life of the divine. You know? Now you were born with the tools that you need. Now you were born with that shit. It's in you. It's within you. You know, it's in you. It's not on you, as they say. And the rest of the tools are scattered throughout the world like some Dragon Balls. So that you're forced to encounter the wonderful people, your Krillins, your Bomas in your life that you need to help each other get each other's projects done. Brilliant. When you think about it, makes sense. It's called world building. Happens a lot in one piece. Shout out to my anime fans out there. And it's probably the reason why we're hyper social creatures. That's why, honestly, like that's what's so special about our our animal species as opposed to other species who don't give a fuck about each other. I mean, we don't really give a fuck about each other either these days, but hey, that's a different conversation. 
you know, and that's also large and part of the reason as to why people are suffering so much. The isolation silos are a byproduct of our penchant for ingenuity paired with our desire for convenience. Oh, that's a nasty combination, yo. Oh, it pains me to say. It's such a dirty, dirty, dirty game. That's a dirty combination. But that's our favorite mix. Like people, and this is a paradox as well. Spoke a lot about paradoxes in the episode prior. Master Tom Barry definitely listened to that shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. We went there. We as an I and my other personalities. <laughs> Just kidding. So my people work so hard to be lazy. It's hard work being lazy. It really is. <laughs> if you split in the work, it's not so hard. Another paradox, right? So break ground, bitch. And start with the foundation. The bricks, those are the skills. They'll meet the skills. And build enough of those in your house, we'll be able to weather the storms. And there will be plenty. Yeah, that I mean, that is life. Fortify your fortress. Build your castle. Have a nice drawbridge, a moat, some fucking Nile crocodiles in that motherfucker. So that your Samity Sam and Chang's Khan and Kotun Khan and the Mongols can't storm your damn fortress. Fortify yourself. Doing what you do takes courage. A lot of cowardice out there. And that's a tougher life. But it's under the guise of ease. You think that that's easier. No, 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 no. Because what's difficult is looking at yourself in the mirror. What's hard is looking in that rear view and looking at yourself in the rear view. What's hard is seeing what you've become rather than being proud of who you are. That's the hard part. So you're doing the much harder thing, but you're led to believe that the fundamental thing is the difficult thing. And that is in doing what others would like you to do. And I'm telling you, you're nothing but subscribing to misery if you aren't living a life of your own design, yo. And most people are living a life according to someone else's design. And if you don't have a plan, trust me, believe you me, you have been planned for, accounted for, and you're a piece on someone else's board. And I'm telling you, super disposable, very expendable, and it's nothing but a lifetime of misery there. Okay? Take that to heart, listenership. I also had this thought. <laughs> serious shit aside, serious shit aside. <sighs> this kind of hit me today. What if, walk with me, listenership. What if, all right, what if, what if we are judged in the end by the sheer mass of bugs that we ever killed? Do you see how nothing burger a thing it is to step on an ant? We've been doing that since we were babies. By mistake sometimes, oftentimes. But if the Most High does value all of the creations and it is all equitable and equal, man, oh man, is that fucked up. That's one of the paradoxes of life too. It's like, you just don't know. But what if we are judged in the end by the sheer number of bugs we done smashed and shit, thinking that they're nothing. They're fucking nothing. Nothing at all. Because I'm going to tell you what, if that were to be the case, and this is just a hypothetical, just this is just for fun. This is just for shits and giggles. But I'm knocking on my daddy's door immediately. Hey, dad. Nope. Get your shit. Get your stuff. Pack your bag. You're coming with me, too. You're the one who taught me how to fish. You got it from that book. Yep. Leave that right the fuck here. No more self-wealth books, sir. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine you're at the pearly gates. With the intake coordinator. Yeah, they have those up there. The intake coordinator. 
HR, essentially, <laughs> and the uh, heavenly resources. And uh, you're like, uh, forgive me, Lord, uh, but uh, are you implying that we're all serial killers? Lord responds, no, son. What I'm saying is that you're all serial killers. Magnifying glasses, shoes, boots, same weapons, same victims, bugs. And then you respond, but they're so fucking ugly, yo. He responds back, you're so fucking ugly, yo. You respond back, but you made me in your image. Ha! To which the most high responds, who said? You respond back, not a snitch. They respond back, respect. You say, now we're getting somewhere. God says, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you respond back, damn it. God says, yeah, that's facts. Then you say, well, shit. Like, there's like a trillion more of them than us. God says, and for obvious fucking reasons. You damn haters. Kidnapping bugs and putting them on metal pikes. Fishing hooks, you mean? Like, you're basically Candyman, says the Most High. If I said his name in a mirror three times, you would fucking show up. And then you're like, <laughs> so am I getting into the kingdom of, uh, you know, or God says, fam, I have a show at the Chuckle Hut Jr. tonight. You've been a great, like, seriously, thank you so much for your time. You've been great material. Polished up my jokes. Banished you are, you bitch you. With your fisherman father. See, I'm merciful. Huh. Father and son. So cute. How the saying go again, teach a man how to fish and he'll fuck their lips up or something by snatching them off with a fucking fishing pole like for the rest of the... Anyways, and then you're like, why you? <laughs> oh gosh, man. You don't want my brain, ladies and gentlemen, or maybe you do. It's a pretty exciting place to be inside of. I mean, I'm not inside of that thing. I'm outside of it, but inside of it. And when you think about it, anyway. Anyways, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. You've probably heard about this. Um, the human being formerly known as Timbaland or Timbaland, formerly known as a human being, um, he's launching an app that is artificial intelligence based sick of that shit, by the way, if you haven't noticed based on, uh, what well, it utilizes the vocals of, uh, you know, all of your dead musical greats. Um, you cartoons are lost at sea, yo. Timbaland, despite Timbaland and Magoo, Missy Elliott, you name it, an audio pioneer, has relegated himself to audio grave robin dog. Get him the entire fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Essentially, gone the way of loot and plunder from Captain Planet. Okay, we're doing pretty good, guys. We're doing pretty fucking good. Another thing, uh, this is unboxing, so if anyone is into boxing, cool. This will uh, resonate with you a little bit, probably. So, top rank, there was a main event uh, last night. This featured one champion, hell of a fighter, Devin Haney, who was 24 years of age, versus... The iconic, legendary, multiple-time world champion and Olympian gold medalist. 396 and one amateur career. Wow, what a super saiyan this fucking guy is. Visibly, 
Vasily Lomachenko. Sorry, I played with your name. So Lomachenko returned to um, battle. After returning from battle, he is of the Ukraine. So obviously he was fighting Russians. And after that, some G shit. He was like, all right, now I will uh, return to a more peaceful environment where I punch people in the face for a fucking living. So, so he did. And he showed up and he showed out last night, 11 years, Devin Haney's senior. He's 35 years of age. That's old as fuck in combat sports world, especially in the boxing world. Now, I say all of that to qualify what I'm going to say next. Lomachenko won the fight, but he lost the fucking fight. You want to know why? Because, and no one's spoken about this, not even uh, Luke Thomas or, well, he hasn't had a chance to speak on that quite yet. We'll find out on Monday on Morning Combat. Shout out to that show podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, and it's all combat sports related. They're very incredible at what they do. Consummate professionals. Shout out to those gentlemen. Now, BC, I'm surprised. So Brian Campbell didn't mention this. Maybe uh, it just didn't occur to him either. We're all human. We're all fallible here. Okay. But this is what stood out to me in a glaring way. It is clear and it is obvious that it is a young man's game and it is a young man's sport. Not so much in the heavyweight division. They carry their power late into the, um, you know, and it's just not as talent stacked um, the heavier up in weight you go. And that's in any combat sport in general. Fat dudes with heavy hands. So people go to sleep, right? You don't have to be as technically gifted or sound. It's always been that way. UFC, one championship, doesn't matter. Combat sports, that's how it goes. So you can get away with more being a fat guy. Okay? Okay. Now, back to this. 135-pound division, though. Boy, you have to be incredible in every possible way. Fleet of foot and everything. Because everyone's fucking fast. Because everyone is a grown man, but built like, you know, a child. A child. So imagine having grown man, like, strength, but you have the limbs of a toddler. That's why their hands are so fucking fast and their feet. It's it's obvious. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, my 11-year-old nephew, or however, you know, 13-year-old nephew. I mean, he outweighs these guys. You know, or maybe always about the same. But he's a child. But these guys are grown men. They work very hard and they have the, uh, you know, the ability to put someone's lights out, uh, you know, but they have lightning speed hands. They're like a bunch of little Majin Boos running around there. Anyways, qualify all of that to say it makes sense as to see this is this is what see, man, I haven't watched a boxing match in a while. I'm more into mixed martial arts versus boxing. I grew up watching boxing. I grew up on boxing. Every Saturday night with my family, we were sitting down there either watching stand-up comedy on HBO, stand-up comedy specials, or we were watching we were watching um, the Saturday night fights. That was a way of life for us. So I've seen it. I've seen all of the greats except for the old motherfuckers like Muhammad Ali and them. And I even watched them because my dad, shout out to Pops, he would have us watch all of that shit. To know where you're headed, you got to, have an understanding of where you came from. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, it makes sense. Devin Haney has all of the belts. He got them off of uh, George Cambosis, who got it off of um, Teofimo Lopez, who got it off of, you guessed it, Vasily Lomachenko. Okay? Okay. Now, 
it makes logical sense, but it's not right. But I understand from a business sense why you would. And come on, like listenership, the fight was amazing. It was an amazing fight. It was incredible. And it was a very close fight. But it was quite clear who the victor truly was. And it was Lomachenko. He was styling on Devin Haney. Now, Devin Haney had a mean body shot, but he spammed that one button the whole fight. And you and I both know, maybe you don't, if you're newly initiated, but if you're experienced with watching combat sports, visually, if you're watching from ringside or judging it from afar, the person with, with their head and chin flying backwards the whole fight because they're getting the block knocked off, they appear to be winning the fight. And that influences people who have to use visual cues by which to judge a fight and come up with an ultimate score and determine who the victor is. You understand? Are you with me? Good. Jot that down. Okay. Lomachenko was throwing power jabs, 17-hit Marvel vs. Capcom combos. Maybe seven-hit combos. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I got to put some respect on Devin Haney's name. He's incredible. But he was giving him the business, like hands coming from underneath the floors, from the ceiling, hitting him from all kinds of angles. And again, Devin Haney had, he was spamming the body punch, which wasn't really affecting Lomachenko whatsoever. And um, here's something. In any combat sport, you have to judge, man, by damage, man. Who hurt who? Well, let me tell you, I watched that motherfucking fight, and I've seen a shit ton of fights. I am a martial artist myself. Now, the only person to get hurt, and I mean hurt bad, was Devin Haney. It was in a very specific moment. It was in the 11th round. The 11th round. Matter of fact, if Lomachenko didn't let off the gas and have grace, Devin Haney was gone before the end of the 11th round, but he let it get into the 12th and, and Haney uh, turned things around. Not do, like not in a dominating fashion, but he looked good. He did come back. You know what I'm saying? But I say that to say, in a fight, the person who is hurt is the one losing the damn fight, especially if the fight's close. If one guy's not hurt and the other guy is hurt, who is winning the fight again? Pre-fucking-cisely. Exactly. Okay? What was more insane about it is that it wasn't a split decision. It wasn't a draw. It was a unanimous decision for the kid. And that is dead wrong, man. That is downright disrespectful, man. Not a single judge scored the fight in the favor for Lomachenko. And I'm telling y'all, I'm telling you. And I think that the people who saw the fight as well are nodding their head in agreement. I'm talking about the footwork. I'm talking about the ring generalship. I'm talking about the sweet science, yo. Lomachenko was in rare fucking form. And he was the smaller man. Much smaller. He gave up a couple of inches in height and about five inches in reach. But it didn't matter. You want to know why? Because that's Loma fucking Chenko. That's Loma. And he's brilliant. He was punching. And this is what you do as a little guy. You punch in between the bigger guy's punches. That's how you kill the range. You don't want to stay at the end of his punches. You punch in between his. You strike in between his strikes. Right? His arms are longer. Limbs are longer. He's punching around you. And you're punching up under and through his shit. 
That's the only way that you can do it. You can't be at the end of those things. You can't be at the end of a jab or any of those things. You're weaving in between those things. Mike Tyson was a master at that shit because you want to know why? Mike Tyson was an undersized heavyweight. He was smaller than every fucking body that he fought. He was never the bigger guy, but he had mastered that sweet science. He had studied people who fought 50 years before he fought. You see what I'm saying? You punch it between the punches when you're the smaller guy. And he managed to do that and do it incredibly well. Meanwhile, Devin Haney fought Lomachenko's fight right in the middle of the ring, toe-to-toe. And that's not even the, it's not even this game. He stays at range. He stays safe. He was not safe. And uh, you saw what happened to him as a result if you watched the fight. It was so wrong, man. And that's, man, he put everything into that shit, man. Um, and I say all of that shit to say, because I wanted to set the stage so that you understand what I'm going to say next. And no one made mention of this, man. It drives me wild. Drove me wild. I'm over it now. I have, I have no other, you know, no stake in that otherwise. But Lomachenko's 35 years old, man. He's been there. He's done that. He's gotten the fucking t-shirts to prove it. So when you have Shakur Stevenson and all these other guys, these young dudes, these young Thundercats out there, you know, um, Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, cats like that, man. When you have all of these other fighters in there, chomping at the bit, ready to get the next opportunity, to boxing, those are more exciting fights, and there's longevity in that. Who knows when Lomachenko is going to hang up the gloves and walk away, but they kind of encourage people like that to do so in a passive way. They don't go, man, why don't you just fucking quit? Because he's got plenty of fight left in him, and he's going to beat up every fucking body else. Hell, he beat up this man, but he he lost the fight because they took it out of his hands. You know what I'm saying? They took it out of his hands like completely. They just said, hey, and I'm sure there has to be some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of thing out there where it's like, hey, judges. I'm not saying to do this, but, um, you know, if the fight's close, you know what direction you should lean. Because we're thinking about the rest of the sport. Lomachenko ain't got a whole lot more. Like, he has more boxing days behind him than in front of him. He's a 35-year-old man. What are we doing giving him the fucking belt and all of these belts again so that everyone, like, (laughs) you know, because he's slowing up the division. He's stopping. He's slowing up the division. They see him as a problem, an inconvenience to the sport because of how gifted and how talented he is at the advanced age that he's at. He just refuses to go away. So you get rid of the inconvenient problem by creating an inconvenient problem by just handing the fight to the guy you want to win, whether he loses or not. But that fighter's got to hold up to their end of the bargain. You got to fucking show up and show out as well. You got to do well enough. You have to do well enough in that fight to where it's not a complete robbery in someone's eyes. Like you got to be close enough to where, hey, Eric and Gory, you could have went either way. People got to believe that. And I watched the fight myself. I understand where people could have said, well, it could have went either way because it was a close fight. But it was also a clear victory for Lomachenko, if you know what the fuck you're looking at. So that's what I had to say about Devin Haney versus Lomachenko. Congratulations to Devin Haney and his father and his family um, and his team and commiserations to Lomachenko. He will be back. I know he's brokenhearted, but if you know, you know. And Lomachenko, we know. So hats off to you. And uh, yeah, man, 
also, let's see, let's see, what else, what else, what else? You know what, family? That right there is, uh, that's about it for now. That's fitting in and all. And I'll catch you beautiful people on the uh, next one. I look forward to it. And uh, don't forget to not like, not share, not subscribe, and all those wonderfully unhelpful things, okay? Don't do any of that shit, okay? Just take this shit to heart. Yeah, that I mean. Perfect. You all have a wonderful week. And a beautiful life. Of your own design. Let's fucking go. Let's get it. And rest up, Bodie James. Heal on up. And heal on up, world. Get your shit together. Shove a knife in your ribs A father raising a gun While his son is fighting a bid Ironic cause he ain't really Have nothing nicer to give You live the life that you loved And you'll love the life that you live So what's the price if you did? Love life but can't afford a club night With champagne taste Money is bud light You telling me to be negative That's your blood type? It's hard to sleep in the bed You made when the bugs bite I'm sleepwalking I come outside when the streets darken Try not to oblige when you hear greed talking I'm Frank White It's no plea bargain King of my city I'm a survey damn fiend that I see walking, don't be threatened, I teach lessons, don't call me king cause every king suffered a beheading, it's seven deadly sins, better preach reverend I sever limbs with this sweet weapon you better keep stepping, I'm taking off I'll see you all soon, what's a mogul without his money, a soldier without his war wounds, I'm hieroglyphics in a lost tomb, these are the facts, if you the richest in here then you in the wrong room shucking and jiving get you called cool yeah, we all goons, you a cartoon you play a shark cool, I can get you harpooned, I talk to like Malcolm under a dark moon Harsh tunes You want the smoke? I got all fumes Yeah A sharp room like what God used In too deep No time to argue When your skin is a dark hue Little man got his heart bruised And I'm John Q Had to breeze when them arms drew Yeah Known to squeeze like a mongoose Alarm you indeed For this greed Niggas harm you Think it's time that you leave Don't believe But I warned you It's on you uh, Invest our spending in cars and bikes Collect our stimulus stars and stripes we left our women with scars and gripes. In death, our remnant starving nights. Mama sent me to help out many to borrow some rights. Them jail bars, eminent guards and fights. Them L's authentic as Carl Knight. And they trending as Telfar Clemens and Charleston White. Uh, true anomaly, deeper viewers optometry. Numerology speaking through this autonomy. While elitists confused, tell Thomas McDonald we don't agree with his views, but we approve of his honesty. That Beretta too deadly left his head in shambles. Back in federal weaponry, shoveling mega manholes. Rather eat in the culture, never even a shortcha. Who celebrate when they see you eight with seven candles? Bahamadia, Heather B. Every queen should never have to question. 
Christian of pedigree, that's Kevin Samuels. A Rishon ruler to a comedic G. My queen, a better you is a better me, that's Tevin Campbell. Why the labels embellish and why they never cancel? Propagated to skeleton, why they selling scandal? Why the Reverend Rambos? Noriega probably a better commando. Schwarzenegger was Reagan's Rambo. Your blow stepped on, let show set known. Yo, connect in the Rolodex, Gomez Jones. He with three of his groupies, give him co-ed chrome. Leave him with these little Uzis, give him forehead stones. Gold chain sneakers, choose your battle when Juice World with Juice World shallow and Cobain's deeper. The dope games eat the cocaine beepers. Coltrane peaks the most ain't speakers. The broke can't reach us, the woke can't either. Sleeping with soul train divas, we post sangria. I speak for my quiches, my no name chicas. Our folks ain't teachers, our dope can't free us. You thousand era to register, never popped a tag. Your concierge never helped you out with your shopping bag. You not a real goon fam, you ever got the pass. You not a real doom fan, you never copped a mask. Been two steppin' since Jay-Z was yelling holla back. Produced records for Shady, but never got the plaque. What I will retort. It's highly enforced, invite me to war Smile in the court, then buy me a Porsche Hoes colder than Debbie Allen, I might have divorced Those poet and Edgar Allen who tried me before Who likely a corpse Who reppin' the culture with Megan's toes Is less of importance than Kylie's divorce Uh, the psychology of a meth head Titty licking the mozzie like I'm trying to be breastfed My biggest fear is being sick with a problem My children ain't proud of me Giving an apology from my deathbed We to turn a friend into an enemy Turn a positive energy to a jealousy You better be aware if you don't want to pay the penalty Don't play the game if you don't care about your legacy You telling me? Check, check out my melody Can't be my dog if I ain't sure about your pedigree Hope these words are sticking to you like Velcro Money can't buy you love, but it buys you everything else, though Whoa Audio dope